to the InVino Fab Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. We're co-host for the InVino Fabulum. That means in wine story. We think there are tales that need to be told about women, wine, work, and what's happening in the world. This podcast was created to have a chat about a few of these things and more. Tune into this podcast to learn and share as we talk about passion projects, recent reads, and random wine facts. Welcome to another minisode. We're touching base and catching up on what's been happening with our own lives, work, training, conferences, reads, and much more. Hi, Patrice. How's it going? I'm doing well, Laura. How are you doing today? Great. I remember you mentioning you're heading to a conference that was on or near your campus. It was around women, inclusion, diversity, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it was the Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging Conference 2019, and it was funded by an internal um, Harvard presidential grant. You know, I was impressed. There was a a really large turnout of people, um, I think, from, you know, all across the different colleges across Harvard. And so that was also nice for me being new just to meet you know, kind of meet people who worked in some of the different colleges and hear about some of their experiences. And I think like most of the people there, people kind of floated in and out because unfortunately, you know, when something is on your own campus, it's sometimes actually harder to block off a whole day and, you know, make the time to go to it. Right. So just to clarify, this was mostly an internal event and there wasn't any external kind of guests coming to the campus for this university event. I think it was mostly internal people that were there. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was people from staff, hourly leadership, I think, you know, across the spectrum attended it. Okay, cool. What a great initiative then to bring people together to talk about your community then. Great. Okay. It was, yeah. And they had, you know, like at, at the different times of day, Similar to a conference, you had like two or three choices of talks that you could go to. And, you know, some of them were, for example, like the employee resource group. So if people wanted to hear, you know, specifically what, you know, what different groups on campus were doing. Um, The one that I went to was called Good Work and Promising Practices. And I chose that one because it had, you know, staff across campus that were talking about specific um, initiatives that they've rolled out and, you know, like how how or why they've been successful and what work they still need to do. And I think one of the big takeaways that I had from that talk was the, well, a couple of things. One was, um, it was in response to a question and she's, you know, the, the question was like, you know, how do you bring over people who are just like, you know, way over on the other side or don't want to have a conversation about it. And, you know, so like who, the opposing person that you want to connect with, but you aren't at the same kind of point of view, opinion, perspective. Yeah. Like somebody who just like is not interested in talking about diversity, inclusion, maybe doesn't think it's a problem or yes, maybe even is on the other side, like almost angry about it. And her response was, you know, I'm, I'm wasting my energy on those people. Like, I'm better mm. off spending my energy on the people who show a little bit of interest, want to learn more, are asking questions, and almost like a grassroots effort, right? And mm-hmm. like, little by little, bringing people over instead of, you know, maybe trying to reach people who, right, like, just 
are, you know, not even near ready to have the conversation. And another person talked about, um, you know, and there, there's a lot of focus, right, on like big initiatives or, you know, you're like, oh, you know, we're going to have everybody take a one hour diversity training course or have somebody come to a staff meeting and talk about it. And she talked instead about doing, instead of being, um, what's the word, like overt about it, to be like more subtle and do things that are fun and it doesn't have to be like, you know, we're going to do this activity so that you can be more inclusive so much Mm -hmm. as we're going to do this fun activity to learn a little bit more about each other. And then maybe afterwards kind of debrief. Oh, so like, what did we learn about each other? And one of the examples that she shared was like at a staff meeting, asking every, you know, just saying to everyone, make sure that you bring your phone with you. And then at the staff meeting, asking everyone to look at their playlist and tell people like what's on your playlist and how much you can learn about a person based upon the type of music they listen to, you know, and then afterwards you could debrief because maybe People have different cultural music they listen to or um, just different periods of time. But I thought, you know, like that was an, an interesting activity I had not th- thought of. Or, you know, she right. talked so about... So, like, the idea is don't throw a training at them to say yeah. this is an issue or problem. Like, embed it into the practice and, like, yep. whatever. It's an eye-opener or it's a... Did you, like, learn about the people around the table in general? Like, people bring really cool shit to the table all the time. We never really address that. I I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the other one was, like, you know, something around food. Like, people could share a favorite recipe or you could have a potluck or something like that. Um, And then the third thing they suggested was just, you know, they talked about, like, little things that we could do. And one example they shared was just, you know, like having everybody on your team add their pronouns at the bottom of their signature line on their email. And again, that was just another example of like something small that you could do to just, you know, um, help people feel more inclusive uh, without, you know, uh, right, like going through a big training or something. So I I like that idea. And I wanted to um, think about that more with my own, you know, staff and team of, you know, what are some lightweight things that we can do to just, you know, kind of change that culture a little bit? You said it right there. Some of the language that we use, I think, is really impactful. Or when we ask people about things or places or events, like not assuming the norm is um, X. Like one is, I think, around any holiday season. Well, are we asking people, oh, is Ramadan? And are they fasting? Mm-hmm. You know, like we assume yeah. that people are taking um, some bigger... Um, uh, like the bigger Christianity holidays like Christmas into account when there's so many other things that happened in December and before that, that we should be accounting for in a broader sense. So I think that says something. So hmm, have you changed anything since you left the conference or have you taken something into practice that they recommended into your own team yet? Or are you planning to? So at our next staff meeting, there's one other person on the team that went to the conference. And so we both plan to share out a little bit about it and make some recommendations to the group about things that we could do. Cool. And then maybe ask them, maybe they have suggestions too. eh? Yeah. 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 I I like that. So yeah, it was, it was, it was really, um, and you know, I think um, it, it, of course, you know, when you're at events like this, uh, the, people that are there for the most part tend to be people who are already having these 
conversations. But it was a really great way to network and learn, like, you know, what other people across campus are doing, what they've, you know, things like this that they've found to be, you know, successful ways to make small steps and just, you know, shift the story a little bit. I like that. It's kind of like establishing, like, who are the champions or allies or Mm -hmm. folks around your own network locally that you can help to strengthen your community and make things more actionable than just kind of saying, here's your one-off training. Now you're diverse. Here you are now. Like, so there's lots of things that I think we could probably take into consideration more. So um, I'm going to think more about this too and think about how I can make inclusivity into an online space a bit more than we already do in our classes. Yeah. Yeah. And the other session I went to uh, was about, accessibility and they talked about it you know across the range of like if you're holding a conference or something to websites and you know online courses and things like that but one of the things that they mentioned that you know I'm seeing a little bit more but not consistently is the importance of always using a microphone and instead of like you know if you ask does anyone need me to use the mic you're kind of like putting people on the spot and that you should just always consistently use one. And so I'm much more aware of that now when I go, you know, to different events and I do Mm -hmm. see people using them more, but I also see people like they'll have the mic and I think it makes people uncomfortable, right? So I'll have the mic and they'll be like, Oh, you don't need me to do this. I'm going to just talk loud. Right. Which is like exactly what you are not supposed to do. And so I think, um, again, that's another example of something small that you can do to really, uh, you know, create a more accessible environment. It takes, you know, it's a low lift. Um, there's not, you know, a lot that you have to do for that. Um, so they had they had some, you know, and um, they also talked, which I can try and get some more detailed notes that we could add to the show notes. But they, they share tips about size and style of font which Mm. i just that is works the best for screen readers and so that's like really helpful if you're designing an online course to be thinking about what type of of uh text that you should be doing i think that's great um we have a a division that's expanding in our virtual we actually have an uh, course, a mini course that people can take. And I think it's going to be open um, and available, hopefully by the time this show has been launched, but it's kind of like a, do a course in a kit. You have to go through the accessibility and kind of inclusion module, which mm-hmm. goes with compliance. And also as you think about um, things related to what's a suitable, um, what's appropriate content wise examples or if you're looking for images that might be showing different points of view um make sure you find ones that are copyrighted creative commons licensed so Mm -hmm. um i'll try and include that if people are thinking online uh, because i guess i have been thinking about that more online and how we represent or show or ask others to show up and participate in in that so including like a netiquette guide of what's appropriate content that's written or for using different mediums that um, making sure people have access in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the more that we can um, also let people know, you know, I think a lot of times like it feels overwhelming and uh, people, it, it helps everyone, right? It's not mm-hmm. just, you're not just helping one person. Like in general, you're helping everybody who's in attendance or participating in your course or whatever the case might be. Absolutely. And you may have learners that, 
want to watch a video, but you may have some that don't have the time and want to read the transcript or, and that it's not an accessibility issue for them. It's a time issue and they want to scan mm-hmm. and do something different or yep. download yep. a resource and think of it portability. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, there's a couple of good episodes um, from our friends at the TopCast at University of Central Florida. They've offered some suggestions for online practice that I can include um, a podcast and their universal design kit that they have with Canvas. So I'll put the link to that. Okay, yeah, that would be great. Well, thanks, Patrice, for sharing a bit about how you're thinking about uh, being inclusive with your community on campus. I think those are great initiatives to consider before just going outward is thinking about what we can do on a daily basis. Uh, What's that Mm -hmm. low hanging fruit that we can reach to make sure people feel included and that they belong. Yes. Yep. All right. Until next time. Be sure to catch the next podcast episode by subscribing to the InVino Fab wherever you find and subscribe to podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at InVinoFab and we'll always welcome love and messages by email at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.